you were going for a record on that one. <laughs> you were going, going for a really, really long record. Maybe like the longest anyone's gone with the, with the uh, drum beat down. I had a flashback of using my friend's drum set. <laughs> <laughs> so, this is going to be episode 93 of Evolving with Corey Castle. And I'm hanging out here with Russell Austin. Man, it's late. <laughs> it's late, but we're hanging, man. I'm so glad you came by. You're so welcome. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Yeah, man. I was like, I was like, uh, when you were like, what time do you record? Like, as if this is a scheduled thing that we do. And I was like, whenever you get here, man. <laughs> and whenever you get here is when we'll start. I've been to a, a couple places where like, you got to be here at 7 o'clock. You have to be here at 8 o'clock. We finish it. We wrap off at like 9 or 10. Yeah, man. Um... I, 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 I prefer freedom. Yeah, well, this is great. <laughs> freedom to just be and do and, and, you know, have and enjoy, you know. I like, I like uh, sharing. And that's, a, that's the, the one thing, like, when, when you came in, I was like, welcome. You know what I mean? Yeah. I really want you to feel like this is just a relaxed, easy, easy thing. Dude, we have, like... Not a whole lot of history with each other, so... I, yeah, I, like, I, we I, just I, met, like, uh... <laughs> a couple months ago? Yeah. So, so let's create something, you know what I mean? Let's create yeah. something. Let's, uh, let's uh, start a relationship, you know, hanging out, be friends. Yeah, I, I just learning about your, your wrestling and heard some great stories. And... <laughs> Dude, you, got... <laughs> you, you've got a great laugh. Like, I, I love the, like, the, the, like, your... Yes, and abilities with the stories. <laughs> I love that. The just able to riff. Yeah, riff all night. Yeah, I Je- it, it Jesse com- and the riffers. It comes from like dealing with with hecklers. Yeah, I, I my audience is like a drunk audience. Yeah, so the hecklers aren't intelligent. <laughs> so it, it's it's a lot of well, and you can make up what they're saying. What you want to blow me? What's it like in like? The, what is like the Scranton, PA yeah. comedy scene? Yeah, uh, it's a lot of dive bars. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I'll do a, one of the theaters. I, I, I've i done uh, the Leonard Theater, and it holds a lot of people. Yeah. Like, we did that for a promo for a festival in the area. Mm-hmm. Like, the local arts fest. I, I can't think of it right now, the name of it. And also, uh, I've done the Ritz Theater... Uh, opening for Gilbert Godfrey, and I was sick. Oh yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Me and me and uh, my best friend, we went and saw Gilbert Godfrey at Helium in Philly. Like, and all we quoted all the time. We quote his uh, jokes from that night all the time. <laughs> he like actually record. He like bootlegged it on his phone. Like he hit record on his phone, and we like listened to it the whole way home, and just like laughed at the stuff all over again. <laughs> he yeah. did a whole thing about. Uh, Jesus not taking a piece of cake, like uh, Jesus' birthday. And oh, yeah. To take over, like, a leftover piece of cake. I'll just take a piece of cake. <laughs> like, man, that, 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 that's comedy right there. <laughs> it, like, it doesn't, it's not as funny. Any other comedian doing that isn't even, even touch how funny that is. He's, like, hanging out with him, he was, like, always on. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like, before uh, the show started... Uh, he was hanging out in his green room, and then they had a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the 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 guy uh, watching over Gilbert, he was like kind of security. <laughs> he goes, he came out cracking up. He says, "You know what Gilbert just said?" He he's looking at all the people coming in to meet and greet him. And he goes, "Ah, 
people in Scranton are well, well fed. <laughs> this meaning they're kind of big in Scranton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, that's like any wrestling show town that you go to, though, too. Same exact thing. You go, wow, man, the McDonald's is cheap here, huh? <laughs> Just like everywhere else. <laughs> and that's not, you know, not to not to get cheap heat, but, you know, that would be how you do it if you're, you know, at a wrestling show because all you're trying to do is be a heel and you're mm-hmm. trying to... You're trying to get you're trying to get people to hate you. That must be kind of freeing oh, yeah. in a way. You know what like I always to always uh, compare it to like like wrestling with a mask on cuz then you can kind of be a goofball and you can kind of make like motions with your body that you don't make out like when you're when you're exposed like your face is exposed like when 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 I'm wrestling with a mask on I just like be a total dickhead and just do stupid stupid stuff and uh, you know, be more free about dancing or something. Like, I don't mm. dance. It's not something I do. But if I have a mask on, sure, I'll dance around like a jackass. You know, that reminds me of a show I did. Um, I didn't put on a mask, but I put on this big, stupid 70s-looking blazer for, like, a random show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started dancing to the intro music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was, like, not... M- not my usual self when I do stand-up, so I'm like, oh, I'm kind of a character. I look like a used car salesman. A blazer. <laughs> it was like, it was a, sh- a shitty Sam Adams blazer that someone gave me because I won, won it. I... <laughs> like one of those promotional tools? Yeah. <laughs> do, do you, uh... So, how often do you, like, come to Philly and do some jokes? Like, how often do you come here and... Um, and, and get up on some stages and do some jokes. Like uh, twice a month. Yeah, I'll, I'll come to Philly. Usually, yeah. usually I hit like probably Scranton or Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, uh, every once in a while, I, I'll hit Lancaster. Yeah, man. When I, I mean, it was funny because like you, you're so in your face. Like that's something that's cracked me up so much. Like. Uh, when you do the thing and you like ran around the entire room, like, you got an ugly dick and you got an ugly dick. Every single person in the entire room got told they had an ugly dick. It's funny when I first started that bit. It was like, a, I think a, a one or two minute bit, uh-huh. and then, then depending on the size of the audience, it could be a five to eight minute bit. <laughs> and like I was slowly building, and I had okay, I had this joke, and then I rearranged it, and it it's like. It's like one joke made out of like five or six jokes. <laughs> but the thing that stands out is the repetitiveness of me just running around and yelling. It's funny like there was that as what like stood out to me the most from the from the first night and then the second night was like you tried to like play to the other side of the room and you tried to step off the stage and like you fell and like I, the way people reacted, like it was like you were bleeding all over the place. Yeah, everyone came. To, they uh, wanted to help me. Everyone was like, "Hey, hey, are you okay? Hey," and you're like, "This is what I do. Shut up!" <laughs> I didn't even realize I do that. You know what? My my set, my set is a lot like a, a fist, like a random fist fight. <laughs> I don't remember I did it. I'm like really, that's what I did. <laughs> a lot of your sets, you'd be like, "Yeah, this is what I do. Shut up." <laughs> I'm just doing jokes over here. 
it, it comes from doing rowdy bars because like you have to win over a, a drunk rowdy bar. Yeah, because yeah. they want to talk over you, and if or you're not pay attention at all. Yeah, yeah, if if you're when when I do my set, I'm loud and explosive, mm. so it's like okay, everybody pay attention. Right, like I'll either win them over or I'll piss them off because I'm interrupting their conversation. So, like, what was your upbringing like, man? Did you, did you have, like, did you have both parents? Did you, like, yeah. have money? Did you uh, struggle real hard, like your parents struggle? You know what? My parents were, like, working all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like a latchkey kid. Were you only child? You had yeah, only, only child. Okay. So, like, got real close with your friends? Did you have a lot of friends? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's so funny, because, like, to me, I don't, I don't really relate to that very much. Like, mm-hmm. I... I don't understand having money or or <laughs> friends. <laughs> I don't understand. I can't relate to money or friends. I don't have any of those. Things. I, I was always but, uh, re- really social. Like yeah. um, when I first like moved to Pennsylvania, like I like I was scary. From, I didn't know Harlem, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was born in Harlem. Uh, before we moved to Pennsylvania, we I lived we lived in Queens. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I first got to the area, like, I was, like, weirded out. I'm like, okay, I don't know any of these people. It was, like, I, it was sixth grade when I moved to Pennsylvania. Well, like, did, did like, did, like, bullying have something to do with it? Like, no. No, no, no kind of, like, 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 look, man, I, I always make, I always tell this story. I make the joke because, mm-hmm. like, uh, I, 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 I did a wrestling show that was, like, somewhere in... Like Hamburg, PA. And okay. We, we stopped off at this this old fashioned restaurant, and like mm. prices were still so cheap, and like mm. everybody was so like backwoods and white trash. It was and, the opposite with and me. We could feel like they were all like, "You got you guys lost? What are you lost or something? Coming here laughing at our simple ways? Were you lost, boy?" <laughs> so I was thinking like that and. In your family and stuff, feeling that in a, in a, in a new town, like mm-hmm. being from, uh, we said Brooklyn and Queens. And yeah, from Queens. Yeah. Yeah, like if you you know go to Queen, you go to Queens. It's not that big of a deal that you're different than everybody. But then when you come to a all white Scranton, well, I live in like Carbon County area, so oh, it's like it, so- no, south of Scranton. Oh, oh, you said like Jim Jim Thorpe. Jim Thorpe. Yeah, because I was like. I was like, where are you from? And you were like, Jim Thorpe. And I was like, no, where are you from? Like, where do you live? And you were like, Jim Thorpe. And I was like, why do you live there? You can live anywhere. Why do you live there? That's so far away. Well, it's, it, it's kind of like in the middle of everything. It's like not that far of drive to Jersey or to New York. Or... So when you come here, are you coming here and staying anywhere? Or are you just going right home? No, I'm going right home. Oh. Seems like a, a lot of driving. Yeah, I'm kind of used to it by now. Yeah, man. I mean, if, if ever, man, you're coming here, just come here. Like, yeah, you, you, you know, you got a place to crash. We got, we got comfy couches. I mean, if, if they're not occupied by other, by other <laughs> friends, then you're welcome. Maybe, maybe the next mic that that mic at the truck is like so much fun. Mm-hmm. What feels like something special, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what feels really cool about it because it's like. It's not overdone, you know what I mean. But at the same time, like you, like 
it's it's center city comedy, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean? That's that's what, like that's kind of like what I where I started, you know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. would go down and hang with like you know like uh, Chris Cotton and H Foley and all those guys and do like center city comedy in like in North North Philly, mm-hmm. like um, right right on Sansom Street, like in Center City. So that's just feels like. A little bit of a, a glimpse into that mm-hmm. in in that Trocadero room. Yeah, and it, it, it's, it's it's just neat. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like people's reaction to me if they've never seen me. Right, yeah. they're like, "This guy isn't normal." <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's that wasn't my other question. Like, and I I ask it to everybody. Like, what's your damage, dude? Like, what 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 made you want to be a comic? Like, everybody has damage in failed rock comedy. star. Failed rock star. Yep. I was, I was, uh... You were in a band? I was in a bunch of bands, like, since 1994-ish. I was, like, in and out of bands. And How old are you? I'm 39. Okay. Uh, you don't seem, you don't seem that old at all. Yeah. Right. So, that, like, uh, like, growing up with the punk rock scene, it seems mm-hmm. like all the old punk rock dudes just don't age. Mm-hmm. I could run into my friends, like, from, like, 20 years ago, they're like, Dude, you look the same. I'm like, yes, so do you. <laughs> so what was your bands? Um, let's see. I, one band was uh, was Mishap, uh, and we were like a death metal band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in a band that was a mix. <laughs> just It was like breaking up and putting back together, and all the names kept changing. Mm-hmm. So it was like Mud Puddle... Uh, it was Mr. Yuck until we found out there was a Lehigh Valley band named Mr. Yuck. What? And it was... It Sons was, of bitches. It was... Them bastards, they stole your name. And then it was it was eventually like rank 125 before that band broke up. Uh-huh. And it was... Uh, I was in a Lehigh Valley band called Nooner. And mm-hmm. we did a lot of shows and stuff was starting to happen. Then the band broke up and a tour canceled. So it was like... It's weird, man. Like, because sometimes I hear you say things, and I go, "Wow, your life is cool." And then <laughs> Thanks. I, then, and then, like, I, then I, then I feel by hanging out with you, then I'm like, "But you're kind of a dork, just like me." Like, it, it, like all comics are. There's, yeah. there's some passion that like drives us to, to do what we do. Right. So it's like when you're like, "Oh yeah, I got books for these shows in San Diego," and I just like, well, I was like. Wow, you 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 do things. You're cool. Yes. But at the same time, I'm like, this guy's kind of a dork. He's like us. We're all we, we went we went down to hang out at Comic Con while I was going on down yeah, there. The San Diego. How long ago was that? Uh, it was a, f- a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Comic Con was great. There was a religious protest outside. <laughs> <There's>... <laughs> what, would, what was an example of some oh. of the signs that were up, out there? Uh, gays are going to hell. Uh, Muslims are going to hell. And there was this angry, there was this angry dude just yelling at these protesters. And he looked like every bald dude at a hardcore show, <laughs> just tattoos and angry. And he, he, he yelled at him, "Jesus was a rape baby." <laughs> I lost my shit. I did a. I was at the comedy club the night before, <laughs> and that was the funniest shit I I heard when I stayed in San Diego. <laughs> so nothing at the comedy club was half as funny as oh, Jesus was a rape. Just baby. The, the the intensity on his face, and him, the, he had a vein popping out of his head, just yelling. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was an immaculate conception. And wait, there's it was more. A, it was a... All of a sudden I hear, like, tiny music, Toto's Africa playing. It was mm-hmm. like a cover song. And then I see a keyboard set up, a little flute player, mm-hmm. and there's rainbow balloon dicks on the keyboard. <laughs> While these three or four people are playing Toto's Africa. What, so... Were they gay or were they protesting I, I, against the yeah, gays? They were, they were they protesting the protesters. Oh, okay. They were, they were just like trolling them. Oh, man. <laughs> so How does like any forward progress ever get made when <laughs> people protest protesters? Like, man, that's so weird. <laughs> and, they, and they look so serious like with the rainbow dicks hanging off the keyboard. I was dying. Oh, orchestra. <laughs> Dickstra. Man, uh, so, like, when you, uh, when, when you were growing up, um, what, what was, like, the, uh, religion that was in your life? What did you think about, like, God and, uh, You know, we, we never really had religion. Yeah. Like, we, I went to Catholic school in first, in first grade, and then, uh, that was around where, uh, priests were busting, getting busted from molestation. My mother's like, no. Get him the fuck out of there. Well, they were just trying to they were just trying to make the new Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And my 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 parents were like, believe whatever the fuck you want to believe. Uh-huh. That's good. That's good. So what did what did you think? And like what now eventually like what did you think and how do you then translate that into like being a this grown up person and like now you have friends who you lose. Like what do you think happens when you die? I don't know. I, I, I think I'm totally agnostic right now. I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. I'll find out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, do you pray? You know what? There's moments in my life where, like, something fucked up in the world, like, mm-hmm. that happens to, like, kids or something. I'm like, I, I just want them to be all right. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's a higher power, but I'm going to give it a shot for, like, mm-hmm. little kids or something. Or, like, innocent souls that mm. really don't deserve all the bullshit that's happening to them. Well, excuse me. Um, when you... So, how old were you when you moved to Pennsylvania? I was, like, 12. Okay. So, by that point, you already knew, like, that you were sort of agnostic? Were you, did you Did you mention it to anybody? Did anybody, like... No. Because, like, I th- I think it's so funny. Like, when kids, when kids decide they are a thing, and then they talk about it. I I I was I'm totally agnostic. Like, I don't care what you believe. I don't. Mm. I, don't I don't really want to tell you what I believe. <laughs> but I mean, like, do you practice anything? Like, I mean, do you do like yoga or meditation or anything like that? Maybe meditation every once in a while. Yeah. That's, that's funny, man. I mean, like, I, how could you be so sure at such a young age? Like, that's so weird to me. Like, cause I, like I, I went to, to church, like, w- with my friends or, like, a girl I was dating. Right. And I'd be like, okay, this is what you believe. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and I totally felt like, uh, well, whatever happens, happens. No. Was there ever any kind of, like, abuse or anything that you were subject to? No. No? No, any kind of like, um, I don't know, any kind of like people taking advantage or not 
understanding or being ignorant. Like, you I know, feel like... You know what, uh, in, growing up in the 90s, we, we had to deal with, like, shithead Nazis, and uh-huh. there was there was always, like, like hard, like, in the hardcore scene, there was always, like, groups, like, protecting uh-huh. everyone against Nazis, and... Well, I mean, I kind of wanted to get into, like, the, you know, like, like, Trump's America, and, like, uh-huh. that becoming, like a thing that happened in our lifetime mm-hmm. and sort of like you would watch these kids uh at school and like like they would yell at like the they would yell at like the the black and indian kids and they would they, they would yell oh it's our america now like oh this is our country now you get out like you i was wondering if you ever like experienced that or know anybody in, in my in my early 20s mm-hmm. uh I was going to a hardcore show, and it was in Bloomsburg, mm-hmm. and I don't remember. <laughs> oh, here's a here's a story. I remember going to a party, and everybody's treating me like a king, mm-hmm. and like they're what do you want? They bring me stuff to. What do you want? They bring me a bagel or drinks, and then I my friends drive me back to to Jim Thorpe, mm-hmm. and I for years I had no idea what happened. I'm like, what? What the fuck? What? I still want to know why we went to this place and everyone's treating me like a king. And then years later, I went to like a reunion of like this hardcore band. Like we're all getting together, mm-hmm. and some guy came up to me. He goes, "I know you. Mm-hmm. You can fight good, right?" I go, "Well, I've been in a couple fights, but uh, yeah, I guess I could fight." Mm-hmm. He was like, "No, I seen you beat the shit out of three dudes at once." <laughs> and and then I had a flashback of like that the night in Bloomsburg, because he said I saw you beat the shit out of three guys at Bloomsburg, and then it was like a weird dream that came, like I remember like punching and kicking and someone running away, <laughs> and you scream, "Shut up! This is what I do." No, wait <laughs> here, because you didn't remember doing that. Yeah, like, like uh, they were they were saying, "Oh, go back to India." You've, go run a Seven Eleven. go get out of my country mm. and I remember having the one guy on the ground I go hey listen you just got your ass kicked by a Puerto Rican don't ever forget that are you Puerto Rican? yeah okay so people were saying shit like that to you it, like I didn't dude I never assume anything mm-hmm. like it, I felt like bad when I said that thing to you at the at the truck last, last week and I was like where are you from? And I was like, well, I just meant, where are you going back to? I didn't ask, like, where are you going tonight? <laughs> where are you going? I, I know, I, mean, I actually knew what you meant. And I, was like, I was like, am I, I hope I'm not like, obviously trying to backtrack on this. But I really wanted to know, you were, where are you, where do you live? <laughs> not where, where are your parents from? Because like, I think that's like the, the asshole cop out. Like, oh yeah, where are you from? I'm from New York. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Where are you from? Like that, that shit. Like uh, that's probably something that exists in your life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so <laughs> I noticed the one thing that makes me angry is like if you're gonna say something racist, say it right. Mm-hmm. Get the, at least the right racial slur out. <laughs> I, I did a show <laughs> in this really hick town, and this this guy he, he must have recognized me as one of the comics. He came up to me. He he goes. Hey, badges, we don't need stinking batches like quoting Cheech and Chunks. So I gave him a hug. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're close enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least, you know, at least it's, 
Hispanic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I get it. So, <laughs> but like, what it, what were, like, how did like, you make friends? Like, you do that pretty quickly as a kid. Yeah. Like, like uh, I mean, because like kids are dicks. Kids are such dicks. When I first like got to Pennsylvania, like people were like, like really eager to like make friends and mm. and those guys I met, I I still hang out with. Good. Cool. Like they were like um, they were like oh where'd you move from? And I'm like, in New York. And they had all these questions. It was like in the the early 90s, like when rap started coming out. So most mm-hmm. of the rap groups from like were like New York. So I was like, oh. I already so had you, a cool are, car. You kind of knew what they were. Yeah. Like you were like, oh, yeah. Rap. Oh, oh, Biggie. Heard of him. Like a long time ago. <laughs> no, that was before no, Biggie. I'm just <laughs> I'm just, I, that was just an example. I was like, oh, you're just hearing about that thing that I already knew about a long time ago? Yeah. So, so much cooler I am than you. <laughs> and they were just, like, ask me, like, stupid questions, and, like, we'd joke around, and then some of those guys got involved with the punk rock scene, too, and, yeah, one of the, one of my, the first guys who, who talked to me, I was in a band with. So, like, a lot, I, I'm, like, so fascinated, and a lot of, like, a lot of the things that are huge deals to me are like resources. I love things that connect things to other things. I love, mm-hmm. like, I love what the sort of like drive that was, or like the inspiration that was that made you decide you wanted to do comedy, or like that made you decide you wanted to even be in front of crowds of people playing music, like that kind of stuff. Like, what was to you like the inspirational moment I when I was a kid growing up I loved old like vaudeville style comedy I love I loved the Marx Brothers I like I loved Chaplin mm-hmm. and like I I loved the way it, it made me like feel like is that why you have that mustache <laughs> that's why you have that mustache right now right like like uh like I would tell like my teachers in school I wanted to be a comedian and I was like in like third or fourth grade and mm-hmm. and I'd make my teachers laugh I don't even remember like the shit I would do, yeah. And I remember how good it used to feel to make other people laugh. And then I didn't think ever doing comedy would ever be a thing. And I had a drive in me to like want to be an entertainer. And I remember MTV's The Headbangers Ball was on, and I'd see like heavy metal bands. I'm like, whoa, this looks like awesome. You see audience like really vibing with what's going on on stage, and I just kind of wanted to be a stage performer mm-hmm. so I learned how to play guitar and then just formed bands we did fire hall shows we did actually at 15 years old I did a paid gig in a bar <laughs> nobody pays me still <laughs> I don't ever I get got, paid for anything <laughs> I got 50 bucks it was <laughs> it was a, a friend a friend of mine he was like he was like uh, you got your your bass and I'm like yeah he was like Okay, okay, I'll come pick you up. We're gonna nineteen ninety five fifty bucks is way different fifty bucks than two thousand eighteen fifty bucks. Yeah, he <laughs> he um he didn't tell me where we're going. He was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna jam." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna jam, and then we he, we drive to the next town over, and we, he stops at a bar. He's like, "Okay, we're gonna jam here." So um, I see people drinking, and we're in a bar, mm-hmm. and people are drinking, and we're just like making noise, I guess it sort of sounded like, and it was, like, old guys getting into it, <laughs> so, like, we were fucking around, we did, like, two covers, and uh, just the rest fucking around, and then... Well, you, how did, the, it's funny, because I went through, I went through this sort of, like, 
Like, when I was, like, 20, when I was, like, 19, 20, I wanted to be in stand-up comedy. Like, I wanted to do stand-up so bad, mm-hmm. but I, like, knew I couldn't get into bars. Like, I wasn't old enough to get into bars. You're 15 going to bars. Yeah, the, the, well, the, the, ni- this was, like, 93, 94, and it was, okay. like, a different time. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, so we're playing, and then I, I was like, oh, that that's fun. And then my friend hands me 50 bucks, I'm like... What what happened? He was like, "Oh yeah, the bar's paying us." Oh, that's nice. And and then like after that, like I was doing bars, <laughs> doing like fire hall shows, and I have not seen that money that much money in one gig. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I joined. Let's see, I joined the band Nooner. Uh, they were already on a on a label, so they were kind of like well known, mm. and they had they were getting good gigs, and uh. Right before, we're in the middle of recording an album, and right before we're going on tour, the album was done, the band broke up for, like, stupid bullshit, and then years later, becoming a comic. What stupid bullshit, though? I don't want to get into it. Oh, okay, fine. Don't uh, don't worry about it. But then, like, (laughs) then years later, I I met a a comic named Nick Lavalli out of New Hampshire. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, he was he came through Allentown, and we were talking because he knew uh, Chris Benner from Digger, and we we're all just talking. And Benner was like, "Oh, this is Russell. He used to be a Nooner." And then uh, me and Nick Lavalli were talking, and Nick Lavalli, he's a comic and a musician, mm-hmm. and um, and we're like, we're, we we found out that before my band broke up and we're supposed to go on tour, we're supposed to go on tour together. <laughs> and like big, I, I kind of felt like you were gonna be like that. He was at that show that I got fifty bucks for. <laughs> he, was, he was sitting there jamming out. He was like, "You were, you were, in, you, you, you got paid fifty bucks for me at that show." <laughs> <laughs> like, and then like, uh, like we just made good friends, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I helped him got get some shows in Scranton. He was like touring with some guys, and mm-hmm. and uh, he helped me do a show. He got me into a show in New Hampshire. Resources, man, is all yeah. it goes right back to that. Like the, like I always want to like go, and it might it might even been the thing like uh, when we went to the truck that that first night, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was and we were with Bill Miller, and he was like, oh yeah, um, that Russell guy that we just met. That's why we came here so we could meet that Russell guy. Oh, that's great! And, I didn't even know that. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, well, who, who is he? Like. He was like, "He's Russell. We just met Russell. That's that's the resource. Now we have that. Now you know, like it's just infinity and beyond. You just move on. We got these connections. We're making these connections, and uh, not not as much like I don't like saying networking as much because it's mm. kind of fake. Yeah, it sounds yeah, it sounds it feels, dirty. It feels so fake because I don't really meet, I don't I don't need as many people as like I just like to know." Mm-hmm. I just I don't need to know people. I like to know people. I like to, I like to feel like, um, you can use me in any way, and I can you know I could use you if I need to. Mm-hmm. Like, but if I can be a resource to you, that's even probably better, more fulfilling to me. Than go like, oh well, you know I, you know maybe I maybe I picked somebody's day up when they weren't you know when they weren't feeling like their day was good mm-hmm. or whatever like. It's interesting to me, like well, like we just picked up and started talking right after, uh, right after the last mic that the truck, mm-hmm. uh, and I was like, I was like, oh man, I meant to try this bit. Oh man, and I was like, I said it to you, and 
I was like, I'll just do it. I'll just do it on Monday or whatever. And you're like, yeah, of course. Of course you should just do it on Monday. <laughs> like, it's, it's cool that, like, we're on similar levels as mm-hmm. far as, like, we can sort of, uh, I don't have to, like, go, oh, well, I don't have to tell, I don't want to tell him this joke because he's going to steal it. Like, yeah. That, that, that's, like, whatever. Get more material if people are going to steal your shit. Yeah. Like, I was just saying this on somebody else's podcast. I was like, well, like, if, like, if Louis C.K., Louis C.K. has a new hour every month or, mm-hmm. like, every year or whatever, he would put out a new special every year. And then complain about like Dane Cook stealing a joke. Mm. It's like, but you you got you got other jokes. Yeah, like, and they're also two big famous successful comedians. Let's not worry about them getting mad at each other for stealing jokes. <laughs> no, what I noticed with joke thieves, <laughs> if the joke is stolen, they never do it right. Right, <laughs> and, and they look at the audience like, why didn't that work? I, I had someone try to steal one of my jokes. Yeah. Well, what was the joke? The main one. The about the 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 state of Maine. No. You have a, a joke about no, the state. No, of Maine? the one I'm known for. <laughs> <laughs> and and it was he 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 stole like the weakest the setup. Mm-hmm. He stole the setup <laughs> and expect it to get solid laughs. Right. Like well, at maybe it might have been he he saw me at an open mic and and didn't realize he was absorbing it well yeah i mean like i said sometimes some things are such so inceptual you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like premises are so inceptual and like like as as comedians it's your job to just kind of like like catch a thought and bring it back and shine it up and show it to the world Mm -hmm. like that was like a jeff foxworthy thing that he said on like um i am comic did you ever see that documentary yeah that's good yeah i love that documentary I'm such a nerd for comedy documentaries. Like, any documentary about stand-up comedy, I have to watch it. I'm going to make my own eventually one day. <laughs> but really, like, the part is, like, the, most people like just let their thoughts go, and they never think about them again. It's the comic's job to catch it and show back to you it. Shine it up and go, isn't this funny? And then you go, oh, yeah, man, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, it's true. It's funny because it's true. <laughs> All of that stuff. So, I mean, with with uh, you know, like we just watched, we just watched er- earlier today. Me, me and my roommate just watched um, this comic on Amazon, and it, apparently he's like Jim Jeffries' favorite comic, and like everybody loves this guy, and he did a joke that's very similar to to one of Ash's jokes. It's like very similar, just about like like drug drug use. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, you know, almost like, I don't know. Do you did you hear his joke about the, um, the joke about the um, the the regular stores selling drugs? Like, yeah. And so it's sort of like that, but it was like about like pizza being hard to find. Like it's a drug. That's mm-hmm. Like that. So there were so premises are so like so like. It's our job to shine lights on these funny things that you you think about but then forget. So, um, yeah, I, I had I had a moment like that. Um, my joke, my where are you from joke. I, f- I found out like 
Oh, I, you do a joke about that? Yeah. Oh man. Well, that, that's what that's what I was. <laughs> that's right after I fell off the stage. Oh man. <laughs> so, um, I found out that Russell Peters ha- has a similar joke. It's constructed like, like the opening is similar, but it's constructed very different. Uh-huh. Like the way I set it up, and um, and I I did a, a show, and this. This guy must have thought I was Russell Peters. Huh. So I did this because sh- sh- we came out with the bit around the same time. Did you also show up like wearing a Rolex at the time? And, no. And, and uh, brand new expensive sneakers? And N- no, but th- this guy came in the green room and he was talking to the headliner. He's like, Where, where's that Indian guy? You were funny, but that Indian guy was funnier. And I tapped on his shoulder. I said, I think you're meeting me, but I'm not Indian. He's like, ah, it's okay, buddy. He's all drunk and belligerent. He's like, i seen you here. i seen you before. i seen you on Comedy Central. You are funny. And I'm like, wait a minute. When did you see me on Comedy Central? <laughs> and then after, I found out that Russell Peters has a similar bit. So he probably heard the comedian Russell. And <laughs> So I, I put that, that joke on the back burner just because, like, Russell Peters had a, had a similar joke, but well, then like, I, you can so, sort of like you can go okay, yeah, you did see me on Comedy Central. <laughs> Pay me more next time. <laughs> or, or it was an audience, right? Yeah, it was an okay. audience okay. that just. <laughs> <laughs> but like a lot of times, like um, like I've done it before, where um, like if somebody's talked to me about pro wrestling, it's funny. Like sometimes I'll just be sitting around not mentioning it, and someone will be like. Hey, you look like you could be a pro wrestler, and they'll be like, "Okay, well, yeah, well, uh, I guess I got to tell you now." And then they'll be like, "Oh, I've seen you on TV before." I'm like, "Yeah, probably." And like, even though I wasn't on, I wasn't on TV for any amount of time or any channel that you would have ever seen it on. But let me just go. Sure, you have. Yep, I bet. Like, it's just easier to like, easier to like let you believe that you saw what you saw, so that you can tell somebody else that you saw it. Yeah, like. Uh, it's it makes a better story for that person later than than to have it go. Oh, I'm sorry, I hate to break your heart, but uh, I'm nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I was also mistaken for for the Puerto Rican guy at Prison Break when that show was on. Oh, I've never seen the show. But people were asking me for my autograph. Like I didn't watch the show either. Right. But <laughs> I was somewhere and and like a cashier was like, "Are you on TV?" Mm-hmm. I go, "No." She goes, "Come on, tell tell me you're on TV, right?" I'm like. I don't think so. She's like, no, I've seen you on TV. <laughs> and, and then I was at like a, a, like a dance club with my friends and someone came up to me. They're like, can I have your autograph? <laughs> so I gave them my, my, my name right. and then realized, because after that, someone's like, yeah, you look like that dude on prison break. That's funny. That's funny. Do you get told you look like a lot of people? Do people like, Stop you and say, "Hey, you look like this person and that person," like a lot. Not a lot, but uh, lately in Philly and in Allentown, people stop me because they kind of recognize me. Okay, well that that's 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 even better. Yeah, that's even better. They recognize you as as uh, uh, famous falls off the stage comedian. <laughs> people don't know my name, but they know my jokes. They're like, "Hey, are you a comedian?" I'm like, yeah, and they look around, and they'll say, "Ugly," they like whispered, "Ugly dick." I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> you know my material." <laughs> <laughs> well, I 
I had a, a bit that I, uh, I used to, I think I used to play around with doing it, but I don't think I ever did it, where I talk about, like, how, like, I've never taken or sent a dick pic to anybody. Mm. It's like, here's the ugliest part of me. (laughs) I hope you like it. (laughs) No one ever receives a dick pic and goes, oh my god, yeah, that's the one I wanted. No, it's the worst part of my closer, (laughs) that ugly dick joke. <laughs> always a guy will come up to me after the show. He's like, "My dick's pretty." Mm. I'll be like, "You know, you just told that to another guy." <laughs> and sometimes I'll That's be it. like, "Oh fuck!" Like, like yeah, you caught too, me. Oh, and then, but it's also like. Now that's now that's a part of a homophobic hang-up that they might have. Oh crap! Uh, <laughs> or uh, it's so it's so weird. <laughs> that that joke actually got me late after some shows. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, th- then it's doing its job. Yeah. My <laughs> <laughs> <Bye>, dudes. <laughs> I had I had one girl that was like a little too aggressive for me. Yeah, <laughs> she was just pushing it, pushing me. <laughs> and she was strong. Pull it out! I want to see it. Drunk and belligerent. Come on, just show it to me. <laughs> well, it's tough when it's tough when expectations are built high. Yeah, like <laughs> it's like no, no, no. I said it was ugly. I didn't say I didn't say it was anything special. I hope you're expecting it to be exactly what I said. It was <laughs> <laughs> and she was held. I don't believe you. <laughs> Just drunks. I love drunks. Oh man. <laughs> well, do you do you do like do you do like stuff with like the um like burlesque and uh, freak I, show stuff? Yeah. Like, when you were saying when you when you were texting me earlier today about um, about the, your friend that yeah. you wanted to bring by, um, I I did a little research and I was trying to figure out who this person was and. And then, like, then you said, like, she couldn't do it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But now that th- that gave me a glimpse into your world, mm. that like you, you are friends with these kind of people. Yeah, I, 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 I attract awesome people. Yeah. <laughs> people well, with stories. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, now you hung out with me. Yeah. Tonight, and you get to. I I heard some good stories some before we start recording. Pro wrestling stories. Yeah, I, I definitely got to come out to one of your matches. <laughs> yeah, we got. You know, we got all types of types of different brands of people. Yeah, I have some dates coming up with the Cutthroat Freak Show. Yeah, soon, but uh, they're not confirmed yet. So once I get like all the confirmation, do you do any stunts or anything, or you just do jokes? I just do <laughs> the stunt is my act. <laughs> <laughs> I run. <laughs> done a few shows where I run just to get everyone's attention run across the bar jump off the bar <laughs> and run across furniture that's so funny yeah, like, I've broken stuff by accident well like I completely switched topics though but like uh, tell me do you have any like crazy conspiracy theories do you think of like anything is like a total like do you think about like it's weird. Like I want to, I wanted to say like reptilians and like little stuff like the JFK, little things like the JFK assassination, and and stuff like that. Like, what do you, what do you really believe as far as like conspiracy theories? Like when it comes to like the moon landing. You know what? I, I think the moon landing happened. Why would they lie about it? I maybe to like, to fucking a piss a pissy match with Russia. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why they'd lie about it, but. I don't know. What about 
what about nine uh, eleven? Do you think like, do you think like those were movie planes that they just the CGI planes? Nah, because there's a lot of New Yorkers that freaked the fuck out when that happened. Okay. And actually saw the plane flying through the window. Yeah. Well, so then what do you think happened? Do you think it was a inside job? I don't think, well, I think no one will ever find out. No mm-hmm. one will ever know. But, like, there can only be theories. Mm-hmm. So what is your theory? Well, uh, Osama was pissed off that uh, that the United States just pulled out and left left them to, like, fight with Russia, and he was kind of butthurt about it, so. Okay. Okay. So, you... I, I think he, he you, did yeah, hold the grudge. You think that all, all of what the media was covering was exactly what what it was? I don't think they covered uh, enough of uh, the backstory with Osama. Mm-hmm. There, okay. there was just... The reason they had uh, rocket launchers is because Reagan gave it to him. Yeah, well, I mean, like, what do you think about like the 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 Pentagon? Like that that whole story doesn't seem to like really like flush out as much. Like, yeah, no, no one video no. evidence of any of that. And yeah, that's that's kind of weird. They showed the aftermath, right? And it didn't look like a, a plane at all had gone in there. Mm-hmm. It's just so convenient for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, what were you trying to hide there? This is very shady. Yeah. All so, right. So what do you think about UFOs? Oh, man, you know, I... There has to be something. You know what I mean? There's mm. too much room. There's too much space. Like, infinite amounts of space. And and you think we're the only things? Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. There's There's been, like, a... a... I don't know about UFOs themselves, but I think... Maybe there's a big maybe. There's there's been like sightings about UFOs. <laughs> there's been sightings by where I live. Uh, I remember like the one month, like every every other week, like someone posts on Facebook, "Hey, did you see what came out of the lake? Mm-hmm. Hey, it happened again." Like, I don't know if they're playing pranks, but I, but uh, some friends of mine like had like pretty good stories. They're like, "Hey, yeah, I seen what the fuck was coming out of the lake." Well, like. Do you ever? You know what used to freak me out so much? Like when I was probably, probably like fourth, fifth grade, stuff like that. I would, I would get freaked out by like those TV shows where they'd show like reenactments of ghost stories. Oh yeah. Oh my god, freaked me the hell out so much all the time. I'd be like, oh, don't, don't go to sleep. Don't let anybody else go to sleep when Unsolved Mysteries is on, because uh, or whatever any of those shows were. Rescue nine one one. The, those shows freaked me the hell out. Like that, that probably that would probably be right the early nineties, where oh, I was so freaked out by all, <laughs> all those shows, and uh, like the it, it's kind of like how they make those like haunting and haunting movies and all that stuff. Like, oh yeah, the, the shaky cats. Yeah. yeah, yeah, all that stuff seemed to be like what it was on like just regular ass TV back in the day. Yeah. I, I used to be on a, a, a regular guest on a paranormal podcast called uh, Compelling Unknown Force, and we'd talk about all that stuff mm-hmm. and, like, just make fun of it. it, it like, some of the stories were like, 
Because it was like from a, like a cryptozoology website, and mm-hmm. and some of the stories were like, okay, this guy was either high or. Well, well, that goes to the next thing. What what are you, what are your thoughts on like, on like drug use? Like, uh, are you do you smoke pot? No, no. Do you? You know what? If if it's a special occasion, if it's like someone. I'm never gonna see in a in a long time. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, let's do this. Mm-hmm. But it's pot's really not for me. What about like psilocybin, like mushrooms, like hallucinogenics? Have I've ever... I've never done those. No, no. Well, you were in bands and stuff. Yeah, and, and you never did any like. Did you ever do like cocaine or anything? I, I've yeah. never done cocaine. Yeah, I tried it. Yeah, I mean, was that more in the comedy world or was that more in the? Uh... It was uh, more in like the metal scene. Yeah. I, I tried it like twice, and it, it's like having a bunch of energy drinks. It's mm-hmm. like, uh, it's more hype. Yeah, I I mean I don't, I just never saw myself ever thinking that was a thing I'd ever even imagine doing. Mm-hmm. Like, not once, not even to try. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever do it again. Well, like I know that like that's big in like the comedy and the uh, like, it's it's. In in that world, there it's big. People are really into doing coke, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, entertainment business, I guess, is big on coke and stuff. I, I don't ever. Mm-hmm. And ever, I've I've seen it. I'm like, no, that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I've watched, I've watched people do it. I've been around while people were doing it, but it's not. This is not my thing. You know, I rather I rather drink. Yeah. What do you like? You were just saying like. D- you're drinking gin and like you just drink straight up gin. Yeah, like I can never do that. It it relaxes me. Like I don't drink to a point where like I'm like slurring my speech or like I might stop at like two. Mm-hmm. I I just like two to feel in the relaxed. morning or two no, drinks. Two drinks. <laughs> Actually, when I, when I was in California, I I had scotch for breakfast. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're vacationing. Or yeah. Whatever. Like, you're there. You're there for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, for some jokes and some shows. And at the Comic-Con. <laughs> That's all vacationy things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like, when it comes to, when it comes to life lessons, and, and like, shit you had to learn the hard way, mm-hmm. what... What kind of stuff have you picked up? Like, what has humbled you? Well, that's that's tough. Um, like from watching like old like vaudeville movies and like there's like always like a theme of like like not like there's you'll see shysters and you'll see like just people trying to rip you off and like at a young age like I saw that and I wanted to be an entertainer. And, like, I just kind of knew to, like, look out for that when I got older. Mm-hmm. And just trying to think what other, like, life... Like, like, did you have, like, any, like, major losses in your life? Like, as far as, like, like family or friends? Yeah, I, I had a few friends that took their own lives or, or overdosed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a... It's humbling, man. It's or, humbling. or just something like, like just something random, like a car accident. And, yeah. And like most of these people are like artists and musicians, and 
were like amazing at what what they do and then you think about like when when they're gone like where where's their art yeah because there's always something left behind i remember in uh my high school the the one guy that that passed away he'd do amazing art and one of the teachers had had his uh his artwork hanging up <laughs> oh yeah she has one of my pieces of one of my paintings <laughs> so um and this guy was amazing he he'd take roaches that he was like like cuz he'd smoke up and he'd do mosaics of like Jimmy Jimi Hendrix of like fucking roaches and that's blunts awesome. and it was like amazing that's awesome and like it it was like shading it was so intricate and it was amazing well like I, and it's weird like I know like I, I asked you if you had ever listened to the show before like to this podcast and you said you hadn't and a lot of times I, I a lot of times I'll wind up saying this on a lot of episodes where it's like I I sometimes I sometimes think about when I started doing this and it was like my mother was talking to me about uh, my mother was talking to me about how she had burnt CDs that had um, had recordings of her mother leaving her voicemails because mm. she was like you know like sometimes when people die you forget what their voice sounds like and I was like oh, I, I hope no one ever forgets what my voice sounds like if ever if I'm dead you can go back and listen to this podcast you can hear, <laughs> you can hear some of like this is this is what has like taught me a lot of lessons and really um, maybe a little bit like better person, better who I am. That's kind of why I'm calling it "Evolving with Corey Castle" because it's not just the show that happens to have me on it, but each time I'm learning a new thing and it's making me a little bit better. So if um, if like I, you know, if I have kids one day and they come back and like the, you know, if I don't live their entire lives, you know what I mean? They can go back after I'm dead and listen to. Episodes or conversations or lessons they can they can watch me learn these lessons. You know mm. what I mean? Like, like I have have like these realizations sometimes where I go like, wow, that's why that happened that way. And it's just it's it's a good zoomed out perspective of like who I think I am sometimes versus who I actually am. Right. So in that vein. <laughs> I I this is a funny thing like I don't I don't really get too emotional at all ever anymore like I do but like I don't ever like feel like I can really show it very much mm-hmm. or like it doesn't come out but like I I had a I, I had my one of my one of my friends on here a couple of weeks ago and he had a he has a son and I was like if you had to say something right now to your son in you know, in 10 years from now, when he's listening to this, what would you tell him about this version of you? And as he was starting to explain it to me, then I started, like, choking up a little bit. Like, I could feel my throat. And I was like, what kind of stuff, as far as, like, what are you going to, what are you going to leave behind? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of life are you living now? Mm. So if, if, let's say, in six to eight to ten months, you become this, like, mega star, and you want to come back and listen to like who you were at this time while this struggle was hard. You know what? At at thirty nine, I'm the same person, but more evolved as as I was when I was like thirteen. Yeah. It it it's kind of hard to explain. Like I'm still going to punk rock shows. I'm 
I'm still doing all, like... <laughs> the only thing is I'm not skateboarding anymore. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> wow, that, that's really deep. <laughs> to, like... Th- I never thought... Wow. You blew my mind. <laughs> I, I just... My, my brain's like... Pfft. No. <laughs> I thought we were just going to do dick jokes and stuff. I didn't know you were going to make me think thoughts. And that's my 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 whole act is crafted that it's stupid. Like sometimes I'll I'll, I'll be driving and I'm like, "Wow, that is so stupid. That's going to be part of my act." And that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> like the dumber the better. I don't want people to think about why they're laughing at me. I just I just want it to be mindless laughter. Like like I want people to see me and laugh but not care why. Just but like you hear the words, you know why it's funny. Like right. you you don't need well like to you, think too deep you about get, it. Like do you get like deep on anything about like like what about like politics and stuff? Do you get like too deep into that? Like do you have like heavy opinions on, like, I the, I usually keep it to myself. News. I I don't want to. I don't like dip into it. Like mm. when I when I do comedy, right. I mean, I the, the state of the world is like fucked up right now, and yeah, the the climate. You just feel the energy of the world. You you feel all that negativity that's well, spread like, out. There's a thing I the thing I say pretty often, and I think you know it would apply to the climate of the world thing. It's like we've always the world has always gone through this stuff like mm-hmm. there's always been this is so cyclical you know what I mean like um like think about like think about like JFK running for president and people going well I'm voting for Kennedy well screw you you're not welcome in my house mm-hmm. like that kind of stuff has happened forever mm-hmm. like and that Kennedy like it goes back to like Abraham Lincoln like in maybe before that you know what I mean like mm-hmm goes back and families break up families get back together like that it's just like political views can can make you foggy to what's truly important mm-hmm. like you you know to, to be to to understand what love is and that kind of thing like that that's sort of more what the point is if you if you stop if you stop talking to somebody because of who they voted for, mm-hmm. or like you avoid conversations because they're, you know, the 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 views and opinions might not be the same as the ones that you have, mm-hmm. then you're you're gonna you're gonna miss out. You're gonna miss out on so much. Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna. It's it's more of like a reaction than a than a deliberate, like existence mm-hmm. you're too busy you're too busy like like guarded to exist mm-hmm. yeah I, like my my audience at shows are like pretty mixed I, I tend to stay away from politics I I want what I do to bring people together right. I want to leave that room and have that whole room feeling happy I don't want to leave that room and be like, ah, fuck that guy. He's a super liberal asshole. And <laughs> he made me think thoughts I didn't want to think. Yeah, <laughs> how dare him? Like, I, 
Sometimes I'll get political if I know I could get away with it in the room. Right. Like you kind of feel the vibe of the room. I'm I'm not I'm not going to like like some like shithole town that is super Trump and do just do a shitload of Trump jokes. <laughs> I want to leave there alive. <laughs> like a, but I I know I could get away with it at a college. Right. Right. Well, do you do a lot of colleges? I I do it. I've done uh, uh, Northampton Community College a couple times. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I probably did another <laughs> one. I just can't remember. Well, like, it's funny, man, because sometimes, like, I talk to you and and uh, I expect I expect you to like I expect you to like make me think sometimes, and you're very like I forget. It's... Like I've, I'm so like, and then I go. Do you smoke weed? And you're like, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, how come you sound like somebody who smokes a lot of weed? <laughs> I, when I was a kid, I was like super into Bruce Lee, uh-huh. and I, I read like the Dowdy Jing a couple times, uh-huh. and like, I guess like j- the first passage of like just g- being like water and going with the flow is uh-huh. kind of like how I take everything with life. Yeah, well, that's pretty amazing. So, uh, it's funny because I had that conversation with you the last time I saw you, and I was like, oh, I meant to talk to you more last time I saw you, but, like, I was a little high, so I don't really remember. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, this time, not so much, so I'm going to have a conversation with you. And I think at that point, I may have been like, dude, next time you're coming from Jim Thorpe, come by the house and sleep at our house instead of... Driving all the way back with Jim Thorpe, because man, that's a that's a lot of driving for one night. You know what? I like driving. Do you? Yeah, it like clears my mind. And do you listen to music when you're in there? Do you listen to any podcasts? Yes. Uh, sometimes I, I'm, lately I've been listening to like a lot of podcasts. Yeah. What what podcast do you like? Uh, I like uh, uh, Road Stories with uh, Murray Valeriano. Mm-hmm. It's on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, I, I Google searched uh, one of my friends and 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 found out he was on the podcast. So now I'm a, f- a fan of the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is all road stories, and that's like my favorite thing to hear, yeah. like shit shows and things that got wrong. Oh man, we have so many of those for, <laughs> for pro wrestling. And oh, I, mean, I bet you, you've only heard a few today. Yeah, <laughs> but, but man, there's so many. <laughs> like I could I could get into some stuff with you, but I'll I'll not do it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I listen. I listen uh, to Stanhope. Yeah, dude, that I honestly, and I, and I, I've probably said it on this podcast a couple times, and it like really fills with, fills me with hope. Like, and uh, that pun in, is intended <laughs> that it fills me with hope. Like the fact that like he called me on New Year's this day, this year. That's awesome. Like Doug Stanhope had like a twenty thirty minute conversation with me about you know about. Bullshit, you know what I mean? Just, I drank with him for like two hours. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> He's man. like a super cool dude. And I was like, it, it was just like because I I reached out to him, and was like, hey, I want to do my podcast, and then he called me and we talked about it, and he was like, yeah, man, uh, you know, if you ever come to Arizona, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it, it just like it made, and then he was like, you know, you're doing it right, man. You're doing it right, like. It's it's really cool, like the fact that, you know, it started from nothing, and it was it, and it was like, 
so many times people were canceling on me. Every every time I would book a uh, a podcast guest, they'd cancel on me, and then I just not do one. Mm. But now it's like, oh well, instead of just waiting on people I know who are around here who are just gonna cancel on me, I'll reach out to people who are like names and see if they'll do the podcast. So now I've had a few on. You know what I mean? And, oh, that's really cool. And you know, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, we. Build each other's names up. I mean, yeah. Like, like I, I don't meet. I, not everybody who comes on is like somebody or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I've had just my, I've had like just friends on. I had my next door neighbor on. She's like a ninety year old lady. I just had her <laughs> hanging with me, having cool conversations. I just like these resources. I like learning these life lessons. And and if I could pass something on, you know what I mean. If if I say a thing that like you wouldn't have thought about it any other, you wouldn't have thought about it that way mm-hmm. or something. And now. You know, every time you think about it, you think about me telling you about it. That's so cool. Like, I love that. That I'll exist somewhere in your subconscious mind. <laughs> just just with conceptual ideas. I like that when, uh, like, someone brings something up. And, then, like, they'll mention your name. Like, oh, yeah, you thought of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or or you, said, you made a reference to that. Right. There's always, like, some sort of, like, callback. Yeah. Uh... So, when uh, when you do other podcasts, usually uh, they people just go, "Hey, just tell me your plugs and stuff, and that's it, and get out of here." No, usually, um, uh, I've done a, a few podcasts. Like they'll ask like the basic stuff: "How'd you start?" Oh yeah, that's uh, like I always like to avoid that stuff because mm-hmm. like blah, you've been asked those questions how many times, and mm-hmm. like blah. What do you and like? What and the, by the time by the time you you start answering it, you know the person's not even paying attention to what your answer is. Mm. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like they're just they're just they prepared the questions and they need to ask them in the order that they prepared them. Ah, preparing, schmerschmering. Who needs it? <laughs> yeah, there, there's a couple like where where your favorite places to perform, mm-hmm. and yeah. with me it's shitty bars. Yeah. Either shitty bars or big theaters. They're good in different ways. Well, I... Well, like, mostly, the way I usually wrap it up is I usually say, like, if this podcast was, like, now your podcast, and it was no longer mine, and I said, from now on, it's evolving with Russell Austin, and you you could take my RSS feed, and it could be your podcast now. You could have on whoever you want and have any conversations with anybody... But this episode right now would be the first episode. How would you, uh, Jerry Springer's final thought, <laughs> the the episode of like what life lessons to take away from it, and uh, like what message would you then say you'd want to know about? You'd want someone to know about you who'd never seen you or never heard you or you know never met you before. Okay, first, what a. I'd like people to know is I want if you if someone comes to my show I want you to feel welcomed. Mm-hmm. Like I'll hang I'll get there early I'll hang out in front of the show. Like if someone's smoking outside I'll, be, I'll just be like Hey you came out to the show Oh that's really awesome. 
and just but like, then they'll be like, "Hey, you got any money? Can you hand me some money?" No, no, that's, <laughs> hey, <laughs> excuse me, I'm just trying to get a slice of pizza, sir. Can you help me out? Oh yeah, I'm near Philly. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened to me outside of Helium once. I was like, somebody came up to me like right after a show and was like, "Hey, so what comedy going on in there, huh?" And I was like, "Hmm." And they're like, "I'm trying to get a slice of pizza and a soda." And, uh, you know, you can maybe help me out. And I, like, <laughs> yeah. I handed him five bucks, and I only had, like, seven bucks. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, like, you know, a slice of pizza and a soda is, like, seven bucks. Oh, jeez. And I was like, bro, you be grateful you got your five bucks. <laughs> like, uh, so that just made me think of it when you said you'll hang out up front. Yeah, like. See the people smoke it. I, I just, like, want to be nice to people and, like, get get to know people. Yeah. Just like how we became friends, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. hanging out at a mic or a show, just getting to know people. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much my favorite part about doing a show. Yeah. And the gin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done some, like... I, I had a, a great moment at a show. Um, I, I did a show, and I did, like, a real high-energy set. Mm. And uh, this woman came up to me after the show. She goes... She goes, you know what? You made my day. I, my, uh, she said her brother was in jail. She had a sister that overdosed, and she was like, "You, you took my mind off of that, mm-hmm. and that made me feel real, real good." Yeah, I just got in my car and fucking cried. Oh, you big old cuddly bear! Yeah, like, like that made me feel so good that <laughs> that I could take this woman's shitty day. She forgets about her family in jail and yeah. someone that overdosed, and just yeah. turn that around. Yeah, I mean. It's so it's so easy to it's so easy to get wrapped up in the darkness of the world, mm-hmm. but it you know wh- what what an amazing thing it is that you can make somebody forget about that for a minute mm-hmm. to just laugh at you screaming about your dick. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> like like here here's this this woman that has like serious problems and and she's dealing with all this bullshit and she's laughing at me. Com- Complaining about my dating life and my ugly dick. <laughs> like the fact that that's why I like writing stupid jokes, the dumbest jokes, and like you don't have to think about them to get them. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, so, sometimes, sometimes a, a, a joke that's so it's really like I, I've had a few where they're just real smart. But they're sometimes too smart. Mm-hmm. Like, and it goes, all right. Well, I gotta dumb this one down just a tiny bit more, because you know I still work. I still work on that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I gotta work. Gotta work on dumbing that one down a little bit. But like, in no way when I when I sit here and I talk comedy with you, it's never because I I think that you and I are on the same level because I absolutely don't. <laughs> I definitely think you're funnier than I am. Holy shit! Thanks, so dude. <laughs> I definitely think you're a better comic than I am. I'm still working on the shit. You know what I mean? I'm mm-hmm. still I'm still evolving. Well, how long you been into it? Uh, well, I mean, I I got started like I started doing open mics in like 2008, and then I fell out for a while, mm-hmm. and I got back in, and I fell out a while, and I got back in, and fell out a while. But this time now has been about a year. Yeah, I, I lost track. It's I either started in my late 20s or early 30s, like somewhere around that mm-hmm. time. So it's like. Mm-hmm. Probably seven or eight years, maybe more. Right. I I totally lost track of time. Yeah, dude, you're a pro. You're a real pro. Thanks. Like you feel feel you can feel it. Like you got a presence. So I dig it. I dig it. 
and I'm glad that we're friends. And I, dude, you're welcome here whenever you want. Sure, no problem. I, I want, I want, I want us to be friends with each other, man. If you feel like you got something going on, and you know, no one can understand you, and you feel like you want a judgment free conversation with somebody, a friend to just talk to, reach out to me, man. I'm, I'm always around. Yeah, fucking a, and ditto. <laughs> and uh, you know. If if you don't feel like driving home tonight, man, you can stay on the couch tonight. I'm totally cool with that. All right, cool. <laughs> you, you got clothes, man? You got to change of clothes? Yeah, actually, I do in the car. I got to change of pants and, I, and a t-shirt. All right, man. Well, shit. All right. Well, this has been another episode of... Can I get a plug out? Yeah, dude, plug it out. Okay, let's see. Plug it out. Pull out the stupid phone. I, I got some shows in July that I just... Dates aren't confirmed, but uh, September 21st, I'll be at the Ritz in Scranton, and I'll be uh, roasting one of the local uh, comics and promoters, Kevin Lepka, and uh, Artie Lang, and uh, Bob Levy will be on that, and I'm going to give them some shit, too. You do do roast stuff? Yeah. I got some roaster friends. That's pretty cool. New York York roasters. Awesome. So, man, that's cool. That's just... Adds more, you know, more connections. More connections we can make with each other. So that that got me pumped. Check those shows out. Uh, check out. Um, I'll I'll get y'all all your links and stuff, and I'll put them in the in the description of the episode. Uh, now I always say, um, this is your first time listening to Evolving with Corey Castle. Go back. There's 92 other episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Spreaker. Listen to some, you know, some of the favorites are uh, Mark Norman, Johnny Pemberton. Uh, check them out. Let me know what you think. Let me know you exist. You reach out to me uh, on any of the platforms and I should reach back out to you, no problem. The same thing I just said to Russell about, like, if you feel like you need somebody to talk to, if you feel like you want judgment-free conversation with somebody, reach out to me. It's never too late to, it's never too late to put a smile on your face and figure something out. That's a little too dark for you. Um, reach out to somebody you love, and uh, if that if that's gonna be me, and you don't even know me yet, let it be me. I don't mind. And uh, like I always say, just keep on evolving, everybody. Thanks for listening.